The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. I heard a skeleton's bones rattle, so I'm slightly concerned about the safety of the situation out here. But we appear to be fine, although there's a cave that I completely didn't know was right next to my hidey hole here. That's alright, that's alright. We were, we're, we're safe, we were safe, and we continue to be safe here in episode... 510. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess we're safe. 510 of Far Lands or Bust, as we are continuing to the Far Lands on a Thursday. A Thursday that is specifically September 24th, 2015. Good googly moogly. Where does the time go? In terms of the passage of the aforementioned days and the time, it's already the end of September. There's just like a week, it's just seven days left in September. What the heck, man? What the heck, man? So that's weird. <laughs> that's kind of a thing. Don't they often say that the, uh, the 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 passage of time, like as you get older, like time seems to go faster, because any given segment of time is is less of a percentage of your full lifespan. Am I making sense? Like, like, like when you're ten years old, uh, a year seems like it takes forever because that's one-tenth of your life. Ten percent of your, your entire existence is taking place, as opposed to when you're, you're 50 and a year goes by, that is a much lesser percentage of the math that I can't seem to do in my head. Uh, like a two percent? Two percent, maybe? Let's call it two percent. Two percent milk! Two percent! Uh, so, yeah, it just seems like time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Also, you, you tend to get into a, a schedule. Uh, you're working Monday through Friday or every day, if it depends, if you're a YouTuber anyway. Um, and, yeah, so maybe, like, more of your time is taken up as opposed to when you're a kid. It's really, there's a lot of downtime, I suppose, free time. Uh, but, uh, who knows? I don't know. I was just surprised that it's September 24th already. Already! But that's beside the point. Uh, the point is that we're still raising money for Child's Play Charity over at farlandsabus.com. Click on that donate button and uh, all that goes directly to Child's Play Charity, helping get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. We are up to $4,443.50. Somebody could have donated a uh, dollar, no, no, 50... 50, 90, 94 cents and gotten it up to 444, 4444. And that might actually, somebody might actually do that by the time the episode goes up. But uh, a missed opportunity, but that's no problem. Because all of that money, like I said, goes to help kids in hospitals around the world. So regardless of the the amount or uh, what numbers we are currently rested upon, it is it is a good news. And we actually, we did just get uh, uh, specifically a, an anonymous and a questionless... $100 donation there that, that brought us up to that number. So I do appreciate your your very kind generosity, anonymous and questionless person, for your very generous donation. It is much appreciated. It is much appreciated indeed. And for that, I would like to sing you a song. If you all just will settle down and, and listen up. 
Here we go. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear anonymous and questionless $100 donator. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moo! That's right. Congratulations, everybody! The Happy Birthday song is now officially in the public domain. Celebration! Above and beyond a birthday celebration. It is due for celebration. That's right. In some... Copyright news. Is this what the segment should be called? Content ID copyright news. Uh, the, the Happy Birthday song is, is famously... Famously? I'm inventing words now. I'm going to copyright famously. And I will litigate against anybody who uses it in print or broadcast media. Uh, but anyway, the happy birthday song, the big joke is that you can never use it. That's why restaurants sing their own renditions. You know, the, if it's your birthday, they'll come out with a little free scoop of ice cream and, and sing some crazy, weird, random song that you've never heard of, uh, all clapping together and embarrassing you. Uh, it's why they don't sing happy birthday on TV shows or in movies or anything like that. Uh, apparently it was, well it was, not just apparently, but it literally was, uh, very uh, heavily litigated against, not even litigated against, basically this company, a company, not a, not a family, not a group, not, not, uh, not an individual uh, or a descendant of the original authors, but a company who purchased the rights back in the 30s, supposedly, uh, called Warner Chapel Music, extorted, essentially extorted royalties from the movies, the restaurants, any public displays of the Happy Birthday song. Uh, essentially, they would say, we're going to sue you unless you simply give us, you know, X number of hundred or thousands of dollars, depending, depending on their target. Which is, uh, you know, sometimes you would hear it in movies and stuff like that, and that means they probably paid. Uh, and other times you would hear some random other jibbledy-jobbledy of, of happy birthday songs. Uh, but but essentially, they've just been doing that as a scam. <laughs> Pretty much a scam. The majority of copyright stuff is a scam. But the, as a scam, they would be uh, basically just extorting monies for, for decades uh, towards this. And uh, it became kind of the most popularly known copyright kind of issue or, or problem or just kind of like a weird anecdote almost it became essentially a court recently in the last week or so decided not decided but came came to the conclusion and and uh, proceeded to to proclaim what what do you do when you're like a court you you make a a ruling? A rule! They ruled! They ruled over us all. They ruled that the Happy Birthday song is actually based upon a song, a popular children's song from 1893 called Good Morning to All. And it just went along the same tempo. Good morning to all, something that blah blah. I don't know how it goes, but uh, that song itself had been in the public do domain for quite a long time. This preceded the first reference of the Happy Birthday lyrics in 1901, and it wasn't officially the earliest written record of the Happy Birthday song is 1911. Uh, so it preceded that, it preceded any dealings 
from the original owner to this Warner Chapel music. And it has been struck down. They no longer have the copyright. That means that it is in the public domain. So stay tuned for all of your uh, your uh, restaurants, your television shows, your movies to suddenly be actually singing the real happy birthday song. It has been proclaimed. So that's cool. That's cool. And that that is kind of it it's 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 a small piece of the puzzle as far as copyright is concerned, but it is kind of the the most publicly known copyright issue as far as music is concerned out there and uh, i'm sure i'm sure since they they have quite they have stuffed their coffers with funds i'm sure warner chapel music is going to do everything in their power to to uh to try to overturn this ruling or whatever but uh but yeah that's kind of interesting to know that's that was an interesting little copyright issue similarly if we can bring this a little bit closer to home youtube youtube uh, has a, a very long, long-lasting issue uh, from 2007. Universal Music issued a copyright takedown. This is just like the epitome of the silliness of copyright. Uh, they issued a copyright takedown of, of the Dancing Baby video. Uh, it was basically, it was like a home video, a family video of, they, they videotaped their baby dancing very briefly, it was like a very short video, briefly to, to a Prince song that was like on in the radio in the background. It wasn't even like a track that was inserted into the video. It was just on in the background as like just ancillary background noise. Universal Music issued a takedown for having that Prince song, for that Prince song, as they're, they're, they were claiming copyright protection on the video of the baby dancing with a Prince song faintly running in the background. And since 2007, this has been in litigation back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Uh, until only recently, the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is another uh, very prominent organization that, that I do doth support, um, countersued Universal, and the courts finally, finally ruled in favor of fair use that Universal should cease and desist with their takedowns and their litigious actions against this video in particular and and fair use in particular. It is fair use that it was on in the background of a video. It wasn't the subject. It was, it was private use of the song, um, which is good news. It doesn't mean much to us as gamers. That's kind of... What we hinge on is calling the the transformative works of Let's Plays as fair use. Uh, more specifically, reviews. Let's go to sleep. Speaking of fair use, let's fairly use this this bed, and we'll continue talking in the morning. And a fair new useness, fair useness, and a happy birthdaysness. Am I right, Wolfie? Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it kind of, it, it is a, a pendulum swift, swift, pendulum swing in the other direction that, uh, fair use is something that should be regarded and respected. Fair use is kind of hard to defend in court, so it's a bit of a big deal in that regard, but it doesn't really, 
uh, like suddenly you're not going to see the end of content ID and, and all these other problems uh, that we have to deal with uh, on YouTube. Um, specifically, like I said, as far as gaming is concerned, certainly reviews, reviews uh, are fair use. And there have been many a case where a game company or developer attempts and succeeds in taking down a video that negatively reviews their, their video game or, or content or whatever. Uh, but uh, it's a little bit of a pendulum swing in the other direction, but I it doesn't really affect us as as YouTube gamers uh, in particular uh, as much as one would think. But some some very interesting uh, transpirations in, in copyright law and fair use in, in regards to the, the internet and, and overall companies owning copyright, uh, but it's still a problem because these companies still... Still uh, uh, grease the the gears of government to pass laws to further extend copyright. You know, it used to be like uh, copyright would last 25 years beyond the life of the copyright owner as like an individual. But then, of course, companies started to own copyrights. Uh, companies don't die. They are not people, even though they're registered as people. Uh, so, so what happens with that? So then it's like now it's like something crazy like 75 years um plus or minus something i it's 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 ridiculous they basically you know there are every year the EFF publishes a a list of works that would have become fair use under the original terms of copyright much like now happy birthday is because it was based on a song that is already public domain in, in 1893, or not fair use, I'm sorry, I'm confusing the terms. Public domain is different from fair use. Public domain just means there's no copyright on it, uh, and it's free to be, it's kind of becomes creative commons, it's it's free to be remixed and built upon um, without infringing on any copyrights. Uh, so, you know, it, I think last year it was like the Beatles' White Album would have become fair use. Um... Uh, Sherlock Holmes would have become fair use. Um, there, there's a whole slew of of you know whether or not it's literature or, or musics or, or or videos and movies and, and stuff like that. There's a whole list that keeps coming out, and it's 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 rather depressing. <laughs> I mean, uh, I could go I could go into it. I've gone into it before in previous episodes of Far Lines of Bus. So we'll we'll uh, sidestep that for the momento. Uh, let's grab a little bit of wood out of this tree, I guess. Indeed, indeed. So now watch the uh, the happy birthday thing gets reversed again, and then this video gets taken down. <laughs> let's try to extort monies out of me. We see how much money you've raised for charity. Give us $300,000. Screw you. I don't get that money. You dang screw bags. Uh, but uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, oh, speaking. Let's uh, let's get some questions. I suppose why not? Why don't we do such things? Uh, from Bloodnock in Australia has has a question here relating to Farlands Bust. Have you ever noticed that when you go to sleep in your elevated hidey holes, you almost always shift on the northern side to place the torch? Uh, the northern side is that, and I shift. And I turn this way, as opposed to turning this way. Yeah, I mean that might have something to do with why you know people tend to think I, I 
kind of drift leftwards while I'm walking because I have something in my hand and that's like a, a visual obstruction. Maybe that also has something to do with it. Maybe because I'm right-handed, I feel like I'm placing it with my right hand as opposed to my left hand. Um, yeah, I don't know. People notice that I get into my bed at the end of the episode on the left side of the bed, but I think that's really because that puts the FLOB on, on the bed sheets. It says FLOB with the texture pack. Uh, I think it's because it puts that right side up. I, I don't like getting on the other side because it's upside down and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, little psychological Kerchemak uh, habits, I suppose, that have developed in, in Farland's rustitude here. But I do appreciate you for, for pointing out my little tics, <laughs> my little uh, nervous tics and habits, uh, along with your donation to Child's Play Charity. Ooh, look at that. I feel like there's some sort of giant earthworm is going to jump out of there and bite my head off. Let's go investigate. <laughs> ah, the true adventurer. Even when peril is at the foremost, he goes to investigate. There aren't giant earthworms in this game, so we really have nothing to worry about. Except for maybe the, the errant skeleton who's going to shoot us in the face. Uh, greetings from Switzerland. Uh, they didn't leave their name here, but in regards to the few episodes ago... They asked about, uh, are talking about Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Uh, they say, uh, in regards to Alice in Wonderland Syndrome, I know of a similar experience. Ooh, look at this place. This is a place. Neat. The place of the giant invisible earthworm. Sorry, I'm digging down. I'm, I'm concentrating. But uh, in regards to the Alice in Wonderland Syndrome, this donor from Switzerland has a similar similar experience. Sometimes when I'm driving a car for long times, what? I feel like the steering wheel is very far away and I feel like floating, like I'm floating high above the seat. I'm still very much in control of the car and my surroundings, are you sure? But, uh, what? This is going weird places. And it's usually a sign to take a break. Did you ever experience something like that? Do you get micro-sleep when driving for a long time? Yeah, that's kind of creepy. I would suggest you pull over and stop driving when, when your perception gets a little bit screwy because that is kind of an important sense to have whilst hurtling through space and time in a giant two-ton metal coffin <laughs> at 70 miles an hour or whatever your speed limits are in Switzerland. Um... No, I would never have never uh, experienced that while driving a car. There, there was only it was probably only one instance where I was kind of tired driving long distance, finding a spawner like we are right now. Uh, that uh, oh, zombies? No, no, place the torch, you dingus! Ah! Get dead! Oh, I hear another zombie. I do, but he's not around here. Alright, it's episode 510, not 511 yet, Minecraft, so... Oh, okay. I guess they're not... <laughs> I guess it understands. It's not going to give us any giant treasures here. Nope, just some iron. That's very helpful. Uh, and some bread, I suppose, to recover that heart that I lost there. Alright, carry on, zombies. Carry on. You crazy... Whoa, yep, they're going to carry on. Alright, continuing on, anyway. Um, 
Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, driving home, I think it was from college or something like that. It was like a three-ish hour drive from college. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I was too tired, or it was just the hypnotism that, that gets caused by the by the driving on flat Illinoisian, Illinoisian, Illinoisian uh, roads with cornfields on either side that I did get the droopy eyes like a few times and I'm like nope not doing that again that's like super dangerous a lot of people get into car accidents and, and die from stuff like that which is why uh, if you don't know at least in, in America uh, I'm pretty sure probably elsewhere but in America you might notice if you do uh, I don't recommend it but if you do take your hands off the wheel your car should anyway it should naturally veer to the right a little bit uh, that that is a design feature a safety feature so that if you do lose consciousness while you're driving your car veers off the road and not into opposing traffic on the left side of the road uh, so so yeah that's actually a thing that should happen uh, while you're driving your car and then of course most highways and whatnot here have the little rumble strips on on the the sides of the roads to hopefully wake you up if you do fall asleep while driving. But yeah, that's actually like a serious problem, isn't it? Like tired driving? Uh, certainly not as serious a problem as drunk driving or anything like that, I don't think. But uh, tired, exhausted driving, I guess. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I don't think I was even tired at the time. I had enough sleep and whatever, but it's just the... the hi hypnotic nature of just sitting in your seat for you know, extended periods, your body is just like, well, since you're not moving any muscles and we're just staring at the the ever-approaching horizon and perspective of the road and the the, 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 the repetitive nature of the uh, the lane lines and, and the road noises and the, the white noise of the tires on the road, uh, I'm just going to put you to sleep. So, yeah, that's something that ever since that moment, I've always been incredibly aware of it and have been incredibly self-conscious and I've never allowed that to be a problem ever again because uh, that would be a terrible way to go. So, no thanks. Uh, I mean, there's also, you know, there are a few times where even I did astronomy a lot out in the country uh, late nights. In Illinois with the astronomy club, we had a dark site that was a couple hours away. Oh god, what are you doing, Kurt? You're, uh, speaking of falling asleep, I gotta fall asleep right now. Beep and a bop. Hi, spiders. You're gonna be problems, aren't you? Yep, this guy is. Alright. Can I just sleep? Nah! <laughs> oh god! Oh no! Oh god, that was a terrible idea! Oh, sorry, Wolfie! No! Murder! Murder! Okay, have a seat. Wolfie, have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Uh, this is bad. This is bad news bears. Alright, let's go to sleep. Huh. Is there anything around me? No. Alright, let's go to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry, Wolfie. Don't make that noise. Oh, gosh. That was a terrible idea. Why did I do that? I totally forgot that, like, spiders can climb. Uh, let's feed Wolfie treats. Boop. And... Boop. Yep, now you're happy. And boop. Alright, and you're still not 100%. Alright, we need to find some treats for Wolfie. You dang spider guys. Spider men. Uh, dang superheroes. That was that was uh, an interesting thing that just happened. And all because I didn't fall asleep. See, we were just talking about 
trying not to fall asleep whilst driving, and I got uh, sidetracked by that and didn't fall asleep whilst far landing. <laughs> Quite the opposite problem, but uh, an equal outcome, I would say. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so now we've learned that lesson, and we will try never to let that happen again. Indeed. So, a uh, person from Switzerland, uh, be careful while driving. <laughs> Let's not have any sort of Alice in Wonderland problems whilst driving motor vehicles. Whew! A little bit uh, on a lighter note, Travis, with his donation, has asked, What would you do for a Klondike bar? Careful, Wolfie. I bet you that was some fall damage, wasn't it? I would walk to the far lands of Minecraft. Surprise, everybody! This is the real reason I'm doing this. Somebody offered me a single Klondike bar to walk to the edge of the Minecraft world in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3, and I said, yes, this is something I will do for your single Klondike bar, even though by the time I get there it will be well melted and no longer edible. So that is why we are walking to the Farlands, I think. And uh, I, I do appreciate everybody. Whoa, that's a cool place. Whoa, that is a cool place. It even goes in through there. All right, let's uh, let's try to get down. Get down, you funky. I'm going to collect some wood while I'm at it, I guess. Why not? All right. Also looking for pigs. Cow, cow, cow. My gosh, Wolfie, what is wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. This guy, I tell you. I tells you. Well, I would go check this out, but it's dark and dangerous. So I don't think we are going to as much as we would like. So it's a nice, crazy place. Oh, now we got way too much wood. Uh, alright. Whoops. Throwing things! Careful, Wolfie. Oh, that was just a bark. Sorry, I know we're finding, we're trying to find food here for you. Jeez, this, this episode, gosh. You sing one happy birthday song and everything just goes, 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 uh, goes bottoms up here. There's some pigs. Alright, I feel like maybe I should be the one to just kill them right out instead of letting Wolfie soar through the air and cause himself more harm than good. There we go. Yeah, these these pigs are are fortuitous. Fruit, they're coming to fruition. Wolfie? No. Have a seat. Have a seat. Now we've got to, like, feed you all these. Alright. Boop. Boop. Hey. Boop. One more. Boop. Alright, now you're full, full up on that. Uh, and we do actually still need more pigs for which to feed. Gosh. Goodness gracious. You'd think it was my fault. <laughs> it's because it is. Oh, man. Let's see here. Where are we at for time? Oh, wow. This day is going slow. Speaking of the transmission of time... Um, let's see here. Oh, speaking... Hey! A little bit of a segue. Speaking of uh, astronomy and, and driving home late at night and trying to stay awake... Oh, the thing the thing that you would do there to stay awake is, is open up the window because it was really cold uh, at night driving home uh, from astronomy at like 2, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. sometimes. And... Uh, Keeping the window open and cold air blasting on your face really helped that. But uh, Nazim has asked, in regards to astronomy, 
My brother, my younger brother, has recently given was recently given a telescope for his birthday. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Etc. Etc. That is not at all the tempo or the pitch to be singing that song at. I'm not very good at singing. Um, what? But we're all telenoobs. So do you have any advice, tips, or tricks? Especially the fact that we live in London, which has the worst sky. Question two is, what's the best, most memorable birthday present you've been given? Nazim, I should have opened with this question. Why did I not open with this question? Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, tips or tricks? Well, it all depends on the type of telescope you have. I I hope, although I fear that it, it, it may be a, what is widely known as a department store telescope. Uh, very small, very cheaply made. The way you know if it's a department store telescope is if on the box it tells you the the, the maximum magnification like 800 times magnification or or, or 1100 times magnification uh, because that is the least of your telescopic worries uh, that's the way you know it's a department store telescope uh, also if the eyepieces are not one and a half inch or two inch eyepieces if they are like 0.987 of an inch, those are are cheap and not at all professional or even, you know, proper amateur telescopic uh, eyepieces or parts. It's kind of a almost uh, proprietary in nature to those sort of Tasco department store telescopes. But if it is a proper telescope, uh, basically, you just have to... You can! I mean, I know you say you live in London, but if it's able to... If you're able to drive out to some darker... There, those pigs were dry. Oh, this one wasn't. Um, that's probably the, the foremost thing you can do to get better skies. But at least, I'm sure in London, you can see the planets. Certainly the moon is the big target. Uh, the first thing you want to do is align the finder scope during the daytime. Get to know your telescope during the daytime. Take it out to lunch, to coffee, see a movie together, uh, you know, talk about families and where they went to school. No, uh, get, get to know the telescope in the daytime, because nothing is worse than being all excited and setting it up at night, but not knowing what does what or where this is or, or not having your finder scope aligned. So during the daytime, set it up, get used to putting it up on its tripod or taking it down, depending on whether or not it has a tripod. Uh, get used to, you know, find something in the distance like the top of a telephone pole and align the finder scope to make sure the crosshairs or whatever align with what you're looking through the actual eyepiece. Uh, get to know how to focus it properly. Uh, get to know how to change eyepieces for different magnification. That sort of stuff is your primary concern. And on they, they, bleh, And then you'll be able to take it out at night and, you know, point it at the bright stuff. Uh, point it at the, the moon, obviously, and see what happens with the different eyepieces. The problem with the moon is it's kind of bright, too, uh, so it'll blow out your night vision. Uh, the moon, find, uh, you know, look up online star charts for your particular area, your specific location, and, and find out where the planets are going to be at any given night and, and search for those. That's certainly uh, easy targets and a little bit, uh, you know, really neat to see Saturn It'll blow your mind seeing the rings of Saturn for the first time, or the cloud bands on Jupiter. Oh my goodness! It's, it's, it's time, once again, for... Pink Sheep. Pink Sheep. 
Pink sheep. It's the pink sheep of happy birthdaydom. It's a good thing I kept the other uh, pink wool from that other pink sheep. I think we can have a, a monument to to the double pink sheeps on episode 511. Yeah, we got four wool. That sounds good. Thanks, Mr. Pink Sheep. Now we have to... something I've been doing lately, but really, honestly, I haven't done the entire time, so it's kind of pointless. Is placing down... Whoop, is placing down trapdoors. No, it's placing down a sign. Denoting... Pink Sheep. Episode 510. It was only a couple episodes ago. And this is... So many pink sheep! Uh, how about just... So many! Woo! Alright. Or I should say, oh, I should say happy birthday, dang it. Oh, careful Wolfie, careful Wolfie, careful Wolfie, careful Wolfie, careful Wolfie. Alright, gotta do that all over again. Pink sheep. Episode 510. 2015. Happy birth... Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Spelled that right, right? Alright. Neat! <laughs> oh man, we're just... Uh, I should play the lottery or something. <laughs> we're coming up on uh, quite a few pink sheep here. Bah! See you later, guy. Now you're just a naked sheep. But uh, you will always be a pink sheep to us. Uh, so yeah, I would, that that's the sort of stuff I would recommend doing with a brand new telescope. If you can, the better thing to do would be to either join or simply attend a meeting of your local astronomy club. There are astronomy clubs all over the world, pretty much. Specifically, if you're in London, there's got to be multiple uh, astronomical societies, astronomy clubs, uh, planetariums even probably have, like... Amateur night, amateur night, <laughs> open mic night, open telescope night, uh, you know, uh, nights where they, they feature astronomy clubs. Uh, you might want to attend the first few times without your telescope uh, to get to know the people, uh, get to use their telescopes, and then, you know, you probably can ask, oh, I have, I just got a telescope, could I bring it? And you can like, kind of, you know, they'll, they'll, by all means, they're very hands-on and helpful people, and they'll be able to show you uh, the ins and outs of your telescope and even suggest things do eyepieces or, or finders or add-ons or a better this or that or the other or uh, whatever to, to make your, your telescope viewing and astronomical enjoyment all the more the better. Uh, and that's honestly what I would even recommend before anybody even considers purchasing a new telescope is to find your local astronomy club and test out the different ones that they have and get advice from them on what the best telescope for your interests are and... Uh, go about it that way instead of just willy-nilly jumping jumping into the deep end of the pool and later on finding out you've bought a crummy department store telescope. Dang it! I owned a department store telescope before. Got it from the mall <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was, that was very disappointing because the the movement was very poor, the, uh, the finder barely worked and I took it out multiple times and like tried to find stuff, uh, but the most I could do was the moon and I never, you know, for the longest time, I had it since I was like 10, 11, 12 years old or something like that and, and I kind of just, I never got interested in it, never got interested in it and it just because I was never finding anything other than the moon and and then I finally 
It wasn't until I was like graduated from college and I started getting into astronomy again that I I actually was able to oh Ju- you know I find out oh Jupiter's up in the sky you can see Jupiter okay and I pointed at Jupiter and I freaked out man because I'm like oh my god you can see the moons of Jupiter you couldn't see the cloud bands on Jupiter that's how terrible this telescope was but you could see the moons the four moons of Jupiter this is insane I must be seeing things and then you know a few months later Saturn was out and I looked and Ah, I can barely see little dots on either side of Saturn. Those are the brings. Good googly moogly. This is crazy. And then from there, I spent the hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting better telescopes and joining astronomy clubs and whatever. Uh, so that is how that cookie grumbles. Uh, let's make some boats here to get ready for the next episode. Let's remember to keep an eye on Wolfie's health. He's not been all that great on, you know, maintaining it. Not my fault. But, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up episode 510 of Far Lands or Bust. I am looking forward to, on Saturday, episode 511. That's a, a milestone. 500 episodes of Walking to the Far Lands is, is what that marks, because we started walking. Officially, we left our spawn place in episode 11 of what at the time was called Minecraft Adventures, but is now Farlands or Bust. So that's always, it's always a neat little uh, milestone to mark in Farlands or Bustitude. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we can get even more donations above and beyond what we currently have for Child's Play Charity. And with that, more questions, because I'm kind of running out of questions. Just FYI, every time I mention it, then I'll get a flood that I'll never be able to catch up with. But uh, I just have two more questions after the, the list I've already gone through uh, today. Uh, and, and that's why I asked, what would you do for a Klondike bar today? I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, guys. Uh, so, so yeah, do that over at farlandsorbus.com to donate to Child's Play Charity. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear anonymous and questionless $100 donator. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah.